Boom shakalaka, ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, brothers and sisters around the world. It is your chocolate Nubian soul brother, yours truly, the esoteric noetic, a.k.a. the Bitcoin MC. I'm talking about Bitcoin Casio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am having one of those days. You ever have one of those days where nothing seems to work right? I just did a podcast with George Samuels, amazing guy. We got into some awesome information in regards to the philosophy behind Bitcoin BTC versus BCH, so Bitcoin Cash versus Bitcoin Core. We got into the figures around Bitcoin. Satoshi Nakamoto, Craig Wright, Roger Ver, Calvin Iyer. Uh, he's another guy that I've been checking out, this billionaire that seems to be backing Bitcoin Cash. Now, we had some awesome conversations, but silly me, wasn't able to save any of it. My computer crashed on me, crashed several times throughout the podcast. And I wasn't able to save any of it. I just recently upgraded Windows. There you go. Can't trust Windows. That's it. I'm blaming Windows. I need to get onto Linux or something. I've been thinking about getting onto Linux. It's open source, right? It's all about the open source technology, yo. Speaking of open source technology, Bitcoin. I want to talk about Bitcoin. I wanted to just do a brief podcast because I, I felt somewhat obligated just to drop a podcast talking about what's going on in the Bitcoin Cash community, even though I wasn't able to uh, to save the, the interview I did with George. But not to worry, George has agreed to indulge me once again, and we will get him on there. He is a brilliant man. Uh, he's been really galvanizing the, the crypto Bitcoin Cash community. Uh, he's, he's friends with Satoshi Nakamoto, Craig Wright, and has, he's been involved in some really fascinating stuff, so um, I look forward to, to getting on the Crucial Journey podcast soon. But for now, I, I, I want to talk about some of the things that I have been uh, caught up in just recently in regards to uh, Twitter wars on <laughs> Bitcoin Cash. I've only just recently got gotten into Twitter, I should say. Whereas I've had Twitter for some years now, it's it's only been through Bitcoin that I've started using this to argue with people, and I've really gotten into this to the point where I see my notifications, and I'm like, oh, you know that feeling you get when you're a little excited? It's kind of like Christmas time. I see that I'm excited, um, and it's become a regular thing now. And I got on to, I've been getting into a lot of uh, wars in regards to Bitcoin Cash. And one of the things that I've learned is that the arguments that so many people make are, I mean, once you get past the ignorance, and granted, there's a lot of ignorance, it becomes clear the philosophical distinctions between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Core. And I just wanted to speak about a few of these things in this podcast. Now, I recently came across a video Roger Ver showed on his, uh, his Twitter in regards to him being interviewed about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. And a lot of people, they're getting frustrated in regards to Roger using Bitcoin Cash. It's because, because, because. And look, for, first of all, I want to clarify this for people. Now, I, I realize a lot of people haven't read the white paper. I forced myself to read it because I felt like I couldn't comment on any of this stuff um, unless I had, because people make references to this. And look, Bitcoin is supposed to be based off of the white paper. So I think, as far as I'm concerned, if you haven't read the white paper, you you probably should not be commenting on anything technical in relation to Bitcoin. Probably one of these people doesn't code, doesn't care about the, the technology, probably doesn't even care about evidence. Because if you're going to make arguments, technical arguments, in regards to Bitcoin, then you should probably know what you're talking about. So look, in regards to Bitcoin, in regards to the use of the word Bitcoin, a lot of people have this idea that everyone knows what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is the, the one that has the highest price 
and everything else is not Bitcoin. Now, look, the definition of Bitcoin within the white paper is Bitcoin is the longest chain from the Genesis block with the most accumulated proof of work, trading at the highest price. Bitcoin Cash is potentially Bitcoin. Now, granted, every fork has the potential to be a legitimate Bitcoin in that it's not just it's not just the it's not just the chain from the Genesis block with the uh, with the most accumulated proof of work, but it's the one with the highest price. Now, there are other metrics in which you define what is the legitimate Bitcoin, but the fact that this is something that is not fixed, that Bitcoin Cash has every potential to rise in price, become the popular fork, and have the most amount of hashing power, meet all the other metrics, and actually be, by definition, the legitimate Bitcoin, means that, yes, it is at least within the category of being a contender for Bitcoin. And the fact, I would argue, that Bitcoin is by far more in line with Satoshi's vision, vision within the white paper. The, everything from the, uh, the plan that was laid out from the beginning, Bitcoin Cash is following that, whereas it is Bitcoin Core, BTC, that has branched out and tried to do this other thing and created the Lightning Network, SegWit, as a second-layer solution and is doing all of this stuff off-chain. Off chain. Now, granted, people make the argument that, well, look, it's consensus. Bitcoin is whatever the, the most amount of people agree is Bitcoin. Now, if you want to take that socialist definition, then yeah. But if you take that socialist definition, you've got to realize that anything can change. If you have the majority of people thinking that, oh, Ethereum is now Bitcoin, and it might be worth, I don't know, $100, if we're going to go off of that definition... That becomes Bitcoin. But no, I think it makes by far more sense to go the definition that was defined by the creator. Otherwise, nothing is constant. Nothing works. So, just wanted to get into that for a bit. Now look, uh, recently, people... Actually, what am I saying recently? This, this is something people do on the daily. People love to trash not just Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, but they love to trash Roger Ver, and Roger is the most, without a doubt, the most controversial figure in regards to Bitcoin, and the vilification, the ad hominem attacks, the, the calumny that he has received is just, is uncalled for. I, I have mad respect for this guy because he seems to be taking it on the chin, despite all the, all the bullshit that people are throwing at him, because he so strongly believes in this thing. He, he doesn't seem to let it affect him. Now, look, granted, there have been... Uh, there's been at least one occasion. Um, I think there's this interview he did with um, this Richard character, not Richard Hart, but another guy, where he got sick of him calling him calling Bitcoin Cash Bcash, which is something you find proponents of Bitcoin Core always do. First thing that comes out of their mouth, Bcash, Bcash, Bcash. It's Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash. Say it like Satoshi Nakamoto would say it. <laughs> Of course, Satoshi Nakamoto is not Japanese. Satoshi Nakamoto, as I keep saying, is is a figure. Is um is Craig Wright is one one of the people within the uh, Satoshi Nakamoto camp. But it's fundamentally Satoshi Nakamoto, considering he was the guy behind the moniker, which is I think is self evident to anyone that has been following the story and isn't one of these skeptical momos that doesn't want to see the truth because it doesn't coincide with their idea of what the truth is. But look, I don't want to get into that. I've covered that on other previous podcasts. I want to break down the philosophy of Bitcoin Cash. Now, granted, 
there is a technical distinction between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Core. Andreas Antonopoulos often mentions the only real difference is the fact that one has decided to increase the block size and the other has not. One has developed second-layer solutions, SegWit and Lightning Network. But when you have a look at the philosophy, the reasoning as to why this is done, and the arguments that more often than not Bitcoin supporters tend to make, and I've gone through so many comments now, it's become my thing where I'm constantly responding to tweets by BTC trolls, and some of them are just complete and utter nonsense. I mean, there is this... Uh, uh, this... Uh, hierarchy of arguments I came across courtesy of Rick Falvinge that talks about oh man I think I lost it just give us one sec over here essentially this thing talks about the hierarchy of argumentation see if I can bring it up for you all do 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 but look essentially the Bitcoin cash supporters tend to use the worst arguments when you have a look at Rebutting an argument. I'm just going to wait for this uh, image to, to load up over here. You just bear with me. Here we go. Now, I find that the Bitcoin Cash supporters, when they respond to Bitcoin Core arguments, they tend to be within the, within the top four. You know, they'll actually refute the argument, and uh, they'll do that. Uh. Quite eloquently, I'll say. They'll at least make some attempt to address the argument. You find, though, when Bitcoin Core supporters tend to address arguments that are made by Bitcoin Cash supporters, they resort to name-calling, Bcash, Bcash, Bcash. They uh, resort to ad hominem attacks. They, uh, they destroy the character of someone when there's no real evidence for it. They make uh, <laughs> arguments against people like Roger Ver, Craig Wright. They just call him a fraud. They're a fraud. Somehow that by Roger Ver being a fraud, even though he is not, because you subjectively think that his ideas about Bitcoin are false, does not make him a fraud, I, mu I must add. And even if he was a fraud, just because he was in support of Bitcoin Cash does not make Bitcoin Cash inherently bad. If Hitler liked hot women, does that mean hot women are bad? Maybe that's a silly analogy, but do you, do you see the insanity behind some of the thinking? I mean, I find people have got this idea that, oh, wait a sec, Roger's associated with uh, with Bitcoin Cash, so it must be bad. And look, when you have a look at the hierarchy here, the arguments that I find more often than not are made by Bitcoin's core supporters don't even pass the, the first, are not even above the first four. They usually are a combination of hostility, name-calling, and just... Bcash, Bcash, Bcash. Anyway, looking at some of the arguments people make, I, 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 I wanted to address uh, an argument that I uh, I made responding to one of the uh, the Bcash trolls that was shared by, strangely enough, Andreas Antonopoulos. A lot of people don't like the idea that Roger Ver has been referred to as Bitcoin Jesus. In fact, let's check out this interview. You were once named Bitcoin Jesus. See if I can get this rolling. It does seem like Bitcoin has fallen from grace. Are you still holding on to Bitcoin? Do you still own Bitcoin? Uh, if you only look at the last couple of months, then 
maybe you could say that, but if you look at it over the last year, it's up several hundred percent. And I suspect most of the different hedge funds and things that are being discussed here at the event aren't up several hundred percent over the last year. So. 20,000 to 6,000 right now, that's a huge uh, decline. Shouldn't investors be concerned? It's up about 300 percent from a year ago. So investors that have held for more than a year the should be absolutely The volatility is not helping, though. The volatility is half the fun of the ride. So it's an exciting brand new technology, new to the world. The market cap is still relatively small, so things are just getting started. But today, I'm more bullish about Bitcoin Cash than I have been about Bitcoin Core before it split to the two, because it's actually getting adoption all around the world. More and more merchants are accepting it. It's easier to use. Uh, there's a Bitcoin faucet now at free.bitcoin.com. Anyone anywhere in the world can get 10 cents worth of Bitcoin Cash just like that just by going there. It's amazing. So this is powerful technology. And if you can see that it's useful in commerce, the long run trend is for the price to go up. And yeah, there's a lot of volatility from day to day, but the long run trend is going to continue to be up in regards to Bitcoin Cash because it's useful in commerce. Before we talk about Bitcoin Cash, do you still own Bitcoin? Are you still paying with Bitcoin? Because you were doing that not too long ago. Yeah. So I, I used to do that. Um, like any smart investor, I don't put all of my eggs in one basket. So I still do own some Bitcoin Core, but the vast majority I've converted into Bitcoin because Cash because I Bitcoin Cash was, most... It was so evident that Bitcoin... Obviously, Roger Ver is trying to promote Bitcoin under Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Core, and the interviewer is addressing it under what most people refer to Bitcoin as, just Bitcoin. And a lot of people that watch this video, no doubt, are getting frustrated with this. A lot of the arguments from the Bitcoin Core side is that Roger is falsely promoting Bitcoin Cash as the real Bitcoin. Well, look, if you want to call, if you want to call something something else, you have every right to. And granted, I understand it's a, it's a sales tactic, and granted, a legitimate one. I mean, no one owns the title of Bitcoin as far as uh, being able to use it or refer to their own version of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or altcoin or whatever you want to call it as Bitcoin. There's no rule as to what you can call something. This is like this is anarchy, bro. <laughs> this whole intellectual property nonsense of wait a sec, I I my group of people have come up with this name, therefore you have to use it. We came up with it, you can't use it anymore. That stuff doesn't apply here. But look, I love this because Roger, without a doubt, is very is very much pro Bitcoin Cash, is promoting Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Core as both legitimate versions of Bitcoin. And not everyone wants to go along with it. And people basically trashed the shit out of Roger Vera. The majority of comments that I saw on this were not positive. But I love the fact that Roger's willing to take all of this stuff on the chin and not be uh, dissuaded against doing what he believes in. I mean, I think you've got to give props to this guy. He's been, he, been working on this for, for several years now. I mean, he was promoting Bitcoin before it was even worth a dollar. And a lot of people have been really frustrated with the fact that he has been referred to as Bitcoin Jesus, and have made the argument that he's not Bitcoin Jesus, he's Bitcoin Judas. In fact, um, I responded to uh, um, someone that was making the argument that Andreas Antonopoulos is apparently the real Bitcoin Jesus, and uh, Roger Ver is just calling himself Bitcoin Jesus for extra attention, or something to that effect. When reality is, Roger Ver doesn't actually like using the term Bitcoin Jesus. In fact, he's asked... Um, on many occasions for people not to refer to him as that, but it's something that is stuck. And hell, I guess he's decided to use it to promote himself now because it's it's something that has stuck. And rightfully so, he is Bitcoin Jesus. I mean, during, people have only started attacking him ever since he sh started showing support towards Bitcoin Cash, which, by the way, he didn't create. I mean, Bitcoin Cash is something that, that forked off back in August, and 
granted there had been other companies like Bitcoin Unlimited that had tried to come up with their own version uh, to address the scaling issue. Um, there were all these other different versions, like I think Bitcoin ABC at the time. However, they all decided to combine together and create Bitcoin Cash. And it was only some time later that Roger decided to throw his support over to Bitcoin Cash because he was not in line with what the Bitcoin core community had been doing. They basically veered off, <laughs> uh, veered off, no pun intended, actually pun intended, from the plan laid out by Satoshi. And Roger obviously didn't want to be part of that anymore. And he has a right to. And he has a right to use his money to promote what he wants. Now, for people to say that Bitcoin Cash is Roger Ver's is... It's no more his than it is mine. The only difference is he has a tremendous amount of influence over it. He set up a, a website, Bitcoin.com, that um, does have a lot of influence. And influence is not a bad thing. And I notice a lot of people are really frustrated with the title of Bitcoin Jesus being uh, given to Roger Ver. And I responded to that. I spoke about how Roger Ver was actually one of the first people to promote Bitcoin. And... Uh, because he promoted this to a lot of libertarian radio stations, uh, I think this was a key part in Bitcoin uh, being associated with the libertarian movement. You find a lot of libertarians are in, in favor of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash specifically. It's more philosophically in line. Uh, now, granted, Bitcoin is inherently voluntarist in its anarchic structure. Just the very idea of it, of, tr of a system that puts money in the hands of the in individual does not work off of Keynesian <sighs> financial regulations through central banking. It is truly a, a voluntarist uh, mechanism. But I think you have to give props to Roger Fur for promoting Bitcoin the way he has that has made it very much in line with the libertarian community. So look, um, I, I did post a response to... Uh, Someone that was uh, criticizing Roger Ver being labeled as Bitcoin Jesus, and it was eventually shared, much to my my plea, my, um, my, uh, my my pleasure, by Andreas Antonopoulos, who uh, who is a very um, who is a very love figure within the community, and I actually made the point that if Jesus was alive, he'd be a voluntarist, not a socialist. And uh, it seemed to have rubbed a few people the wrong way. Now, granted, it, it got a few likes. It got a few likes here. But when you have a look at the um, at the post that was retweeted by Andreas Antonopoulos, he essentially quoted me. If Jesus was alive, he'd be a voluntarist, not a socialist. And he's got this uh, this emoticon. It's, it's in disbelief, like, oh, my God, you're such a dope. But I, st I stand by that. One of the things I found about Andreas is that even though he's very libertarian-like, uh, he does not identify as a libertarian. In fact, he, he actually commented, and he said this on many occasions, that he doesn't pigeonhole himself into any philosophy. He thinks that if you've read enough, you realize that... Uh, any, he essentially says that anyone that's read enough um, realizes that um, you can't define yourself under one philosophy. And I would contest it. I think if you have read a lot, and I have, I've read a lot of philosophy. Um, since I was nine years old, that's the only thing that I've actually found entertaining. So anything dealing with... Philosophical writings, so classical writings, so Plato, Aristotle, uh, deontological ethics. I hate all the modern stuff, but all of the Vedic literature. Um, my understanding is that, essentially, you can find the core tenet of morality within the Golden Rule. And this is expressed within voluntarism. The idea that all human interaction, and I would argue non-human interaction, should be on a voluntary basis. It should not involve people through state, through government, or through any groups 
whether it's one or 2,000 people, using their coercive powers to force you to do things. That wearies sacrifice, charity is a beautiful thing. You don't have the right to force people to do what you want, provided they're not harming anyone in the process. It's called a principle. It's a simple principle. And granted, uh, Antonopoulos doesn't want to define himself as that, um, and he's actually said this in many um, many of the uh, lectures that he's performed. In fact, I've listened to almost all of his lectures on his YouTube channel. Uh, every single one, barring maybe the last couple of months I haven't been checking out his stuff. But I'm very well aware of Antonopoulos' thinking on this kind of stuff. And uh, I actually said that Roger Ver is a voluntarist and therefore is um, more in line with being Bitcoin Jesus because of all the work he's done. Andres Antonopoulos, not so much. And I think it, this, would pro- this probably rubbed him the wrong way a little. Um, and I meant no offense by it. I think Andres Antonopoulos, have to be very clear about this, is absolutely amazing. In fact, he is the Bitcoin Jesus as well. And I think he's done um, so much to pave the way to allow people to use this technology. And uh, he tends to take on a very diplomatic approach when he's speaking about Bitcoin. He's, ne- he's neither been in... He's, he hasn't ex- explicitly said that Bitcoin Cash is bad, but I kind of feel as if his thinking anyway is more leaning towards a socialist mindset only in that one definitively he has said that he is uh he's in favor of net neutrality which is essentially the government putting restrictions on how these internet service providers get to uh deliver their information and look bottom line is you they have a right to do what the hell they want to this is um it's not a voluntary position and granted he has said in a past interview that he wants to pay his tax now i don't know if he's saying that so he doesn't have to Worry about the uh, the uh, the taxation department in the U.S. Um, what are they called? What are they called? Getting up in his business and making things more difficult for him. I'd probably say the same thing as well. In fact, I love my tax. In case you are the Australian taxation um, department and you're listening to this podcast, I love paying tax. It's the most beautiful thing. I always pay my tax. I pay my tax in full amount every time. Cryptocurrencies are stupid. I just like learning about them, but. I don't even have any cryptocurrencies, by the way. They're fucking horrible. What the hell? Um, uh, but but yeah, look, quite possible, quite possibly, uh, Andres Antonopoulos is just being just playing it safe. But look, I do get this thing within a lot of the stuff that he says that he's he's generally he's generally in support of the libertarian ideal, and most of the stuff, pretty much all the stuff that he says about Bitcoin is leaning towards libertarian thought. But not everything, not everything, and I have heard him. Um, Show favor. I think he, he once got uh, he once got attacked for donating money to some um, SJWs, and he got very, very frustrated about that. <laughs> but look, I am very much in support of Andres Antonopoulos, and uh, yeah, I actually feel proud that he shared my tweet, but I absolutely stand by that. If Jesus was alive, Jesus would be a voluntarist. I mean, the entire idea of... Um, of Christianity in its purest sanitized form is an individualistic religion in that it is it, it, the the principles of the Ten Commandments at least some of them along the lines of don't steal don't rape don't commit assault there don't it's not along the lines of don't commit assault unless of course you can see it benefiting you and your friends don't steal unless of course you can steal and then use it to benefit the government it's don't steal it's a definitive it's a certitude that's the basis of an objective moral system of ethics. When you move into collectivist, collectivism, it's, okay, well, we can take the money from you, we can steal, we can do anything we want, provided we can justify it, it's going to lead to the most amount of good. 
and you'll come up with all of these arguments that it's definitively going to lead to X, Y. All these arguments around predictability and probability that will lead them into violating the individual rights of someone. And that's what you find people do within socialism. And you find this raises its head even when I'm speaking about cryptocurrencies. This is the one thing that I find more often when I'm dealing with Bitcoin Core supporters. The reason I'm not in support of Bitcoin Core is because more often than not, based off the comments that I read, people argue from a socialist mindset. They make arguments. Grant, don't get me wrong. A lot of the arguments are just plain stupid because people don't understand the technology involved. These are the people that never pressed F12 on, on Google Chrome. People that haven't bothered to read the white paper. People don't really understand how this thing works. People that are just buying into whatever is popular. I get that. But the, for the people that really, really do understand it, it comes down to values. It comes down to philosophy. There are a lot of people that think from this left brain mindset of, oh, we've got to think about the future. We've got to be completely caught up in in potentiality and therefore I don't want to allow people to have freedom within the, the free market. I gotta pull out I gotta enforce restrictions. I gotta use censorship. This is a mindset of socialistic thinking. You find people that are in support of Bitcoin cash on the other hand, um not even not not even realizing they are, they tend to have ideas that are principles of liberty. And you also find that the, the community is more focused on adoption rather than just holding these bitcoins and waiting for it to go to the moon so they can buy their Lamborghinis. People that are in support of Bitcoin Cash want this thing to be be used by everyone around the world. Want to want to have everyone using Bitcoin, and that's the spirit of Bitcoin. That's the spirit of voluntarism, and that's the spirit of Bitcoin Cash. That's why I support Bitcoin Cash. So. Um, if you want to understand why I once again support it, uh, I would highly recommend checking out this article I came across. Um, Roger actually shared this on his site. It's brilliant. By this guy that I, has actually become one of my favorite speakers on cryptocurrencies. Uh, he basically speaks about the philosophy of this kind of stuff. Um, he really understands the principles of voluntarism. And he came up with this article, Bitcoin Core Talking Points Translated Honestly. This is absolutely brilliant because you find, this is the thing that I've been finding time and time again. I've only recently gone onto Twitter. I've had Twitter for a few years now, but it's only through the Bitcoin Cash community, or Bitcoin community, that I've started actively using Twitter. And now I get this little tingle every time I see a notification. I'm like, ooh, I, I get really involved in responding um, to the things that are going on in the in the community. And I've listen to so many of the comments that people are making, the, the arguments. Once you get beyond this, be trash, be trash, Roger's a fraud, Craig Wright's a fraud, ah, ah stupid, <laughs> and you get into their actual reasoning and logic, they're socialist ideas. And I become really good at picking this shit up because I spent so much of my, my time um, debating with people online over this kind of stuff, like uh, collectivism versus individualism. These arguments raise their head time and time again. And look, I want to give you guys an insight into many of the arguments uh, Bitcoin core supporters make that has been brilliantly illustrated by Derek McGill in this article. So, um, all right. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, Derek's article because like, I think this is this is absolutely brilliant. If you really want to gain an insight into the distinction between between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Core, their philosophy. This article captures it better than anything I've ever seen. All right, so Derek goes on by saying, the constant attacks by Bitcoin Core against Bitcoin Cash reveal far more about their own intellectual and moral state than they do any weaknesses in Bitcoin Cash. But exactly what they reveal is not immediately obvious. In the words of Sherlock Holmes, 
in a scandal in Bohemia, we need to go beyond the realm of seeing, of taking them at face value, and into the realm of observing the implications behind their words. Salient point. Trying to understand the, the underpinnings of their thinking. And these arguments are the arguments that you'll find in one way or another. They're echoed by so many of the Bitcoin core supporters. And this guy pretty much maps out what they really mean. So one of the arguments you hear, Roger Ver is a felon. We can't trust him. This actually means the legal proceedings of the U.S. government should be trusted without question. All men who violate a law are immoral. Bitcoin is about state compliance, not state resistance. Absolutely brilliant. And because this is what people imply, what you're saying that because something is a law and because someone has broken it, they're bad and we must follow the dictates of the government as soon as it legislates laws regardless of how ridiculous it is. Don't forget slavery was legal. Don't forget there are many things currently that are illegal but do not in any way, shape or form violate anyone's right. In other words, they're not immoral. The fact that it's wrong for me to take a freaking substance you want to call that criminal behavior? Now, the people that have this mindset, they do tend to have a status mindset. Now, granted, Bitcoin has been hijacked by the majority. You will find that the, fu- the fundamental philosophy behind... Hope that's still going. Yeah, the fundamental philosophy I find within people of the core group is, hey, let's obey the government. Hey, taxation is not theft. Hey, oh, Roger Ver is a criminal. Criminals are bad regardless of what he was a criminal for. Not realizing, now I don't know some people are just not aware of this, that that repeat this thing, Roger Ver is a criminal, but Roger Ver was incarcerated for selling fireworks that were marketed as pest control uh, um, fireworks. Now these were considered explosives, and he was incarcerated for 10 months. Now, Bearing in mind, even when he was serving a sentence, there were still people that were selling this thing on eBay, and they didn't receive any fines. It just so happens that the government decided to prosecute Roger Ver because prior to to, uh, to being uh, trial for this, he'd made some statements where he attacked the United States government for all the shitty things that they were doing. So this whole argument in regards to Roger Ver being a felon so we can't trust him is utterly stupid. When I hear people making arguments like this, I mean, I, I, I one, understand that they're either status and they have different values, or they're voluntarists that don't realize that they're not actual voluntarist arguments, or they just, they're not thinking. I mean, if you are someone that believes in the, the individual rights of people, so essentially you're voluntarist, um, you... And once you understand the technical side of Bitcoin, I assure you that it becomes very, very clear which side is full of socialists and which side is full of voluntarists. Not up for discussion. Not up for discussion. Okay, going on. Um, another argument you hear by Bitcoin core supporters. Bitcoin Cash is owned by big business. Essentially translated, this means, we believe that there is no fundamental difference between economic power and political power. Both are dirty and should be met with equal distrust and disdain. Oh, God. And this is one of the problems. People see big business. People see any kind of power as being bad. This is the mindset of socialists. I I notice Russell Brand does this a lot as well. Like, this whole obsession with power. Like, power is a bad thing. Like, what? That's insane. 
There's a distinction between power, political power, so power that has been gotten illegitimately by the state through taxation, and power that has been gotten through no violation. So let's say if a business decides to work hard and they make a profit through exploitation. So essentially they are giving a particular service and they are being paid for that service and they are benefiting. They receive some kind of profit. Let's say they do this and therefore they they end up being more powerful. They have more influence. They have more money, which is essentially represented as value. How is that in any way, shape or form immoral? It's not. People simply see big businesses, people having power, as being inherently bad. This is the mindset of socialist thinking. It's not. As soon as you speak in terms of power as opposed to terms of violation, so force of fraud, you are speaking like a socialist. And because many of the people within the BTC, Bitcoin Core Department, <laughs> I find more often than not, from all the comments that I'm reading, and I'm reading a lot, I would say... In the high 90%, like we're talking high 90% of people that actually try to make some kind of argument, not some ad hominem attack, not some bcash, 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 Um, more often than not, I see the thinking, the underpinnings of their their mind, and I realize, oh, I really don't want to be associated with people that think like this. I mean, to me, it's not even about the technology. I understand that strategically from a game theory mindset, it may be a good good idea to... uh, to be in line with BTC because, hey, you know, yeah, it it is an issue. I I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but yeah, it is a threat that, let's say, the government decides to uh, try to break down Bitcoin. It's going to make it easier if we increase the block size and it leads to miners needing to have more powerful computers and then there's the centralization. Companies that only have powerful mining devices are able to mine and the government just simply has to come up come to these companies and shut down the companies and now normal people like you and I can't mine I understand that as to how um, likely that is who knows I don't deal in terms of probability and if you want to deal in terms of potentiality what might happen and only in those terms then by all means (laughs) yeah stick to team Bitcoin core but on some level Bitcoin needs to work. It needs to function. We can't be having two-week confirmation times. It needs to to work. We're competing with Visa here. We're competing with a company that has thousands and thousands of transactions a second or something along those lines. And the only way to meet that, and granted, centralization is, is an issue. Granted, the, uh, the structure, the architecture of Bitcoin is decentralized by design. Um, it... Uh, Centralization is not a boolean. It can have levels of centralization. We granted we should be trying to keep this down. At the end of the day, it still has to work. And if companies are going to compete freely within uh, the the crypto world, they have every right to. If companies want to get more powerful computers to mine to be more competitive, they have every right to. As soon as you, you decide to, to censor information, now granted this has been done on Reddit, and look, yeah, technically speaking, the people that own Reddit, uh, yeah, they have a right to censor whatever they want. But if this, this entire movement is really about openness, the idea of censoring information is kind of gross. And the fact that this is what many of the people within Reddit in support of Bitcoin Core have done, which influenced the decision of whether or not um, Bitcoin was going to scale up, so they're going to increase the block size. Now, this is really underhanded behavior, and these are the tactics that the Bitcoin core community have done. You see, the problem with this entire thing is most people don't devote the time and energy, and this is not me being arrogant. 
the, it's actually embarrassing the fact that it's embarrassing for me to have spent the many, many hours that I have researching this stuff when I could have been working on my music. That's the honest truth. But because of that, I have a much better understanding of what has actually gone on in the history of this thing than the majority of people I speak to. Now, granted, there's some people who just have different values. I get that. But the majority of people have no understanding of the facts in regards to this and just repeat the same dribble that everyone else is dribbling. And then they form their decisions based off of these fallacious ideas. Like, for instance, classic example, the whole Craig Wright scenario. People just assumed, oh, he's fraudulent. He's a fraud. Roger Ver. He's just a fraud. Why is he a fraud? Yeah, first thing, I, I ended up uttering some of the stupid stuff like, oh, I've heard he's a fraud. And then as soon as I realized it was contentious, I was like, oh, let me do some research. And then I realized all of this stuff is stupid nonsense. What? It's so freaking fireworks? Really? You guys are freaking insane. Oh, my God. And what, he's being fraudulent because he's saying stuff about what Bitcoin Cash is going to do? And their opinions, man. A lot of distinguish between someone's opinion on what something's going to do and what something has the capacity to do and something being fraudulent. People are so quick to call anything fraud and scam. Bitcoin's a scam. It's the first thing you hear. Bitcoin's a scam. Oh, but it's a fraud. It's this... Uh, it's this argumentum ad rogerum. It's kind of like a, a fallacious argument that people will make. This idea that, oh, Roger is behind it, so it's bad. It's a fallacious argument. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Derek McGill, the author of this article goes into all of the crazy arguments that people make. Coinbase needs to be punished for ins insider trading. Like, that's really bad. Bitcoin Cash is stealing Bitcoin's branding. Oh, it's bad. Like, we actually own the name of Bitcoin. Oh, my God. Why does Bitcoin Cash need to criticize Bitcoin? It should focus on itself. Oh, you jealous mofos. You, you guys are feeling the, feeling the pressure. Feeling the pressure. Oh, Bitcoin is not for buying coffee. Oh, have a, ever have a look at the title of the Bitcoin white paper? Electronic cash, P2P electronic cash. It's not supposed to be used to uh, to buy things like coffee and small items. It's supposed to be just a, uh, a form of electronic storage, like gold. Come on, man. If you don't like Bitcoin, it's your responsibility to fix it. Don't complain. So I'm going to translate... Um, I'm going to translate this one. If you don't like Bitcoin, this is what the Bitcoin core supporters really mean. If you don't like Bitcoin, it's your responsibility to fix it, but only by the narrow range of methods of which we approve, not by the judgment of your own mind. Dissent will not be tolerated. Ah, It is very clear to me that most of the people that are in line with Bitcoin they want to make money, understandably. They want to put their money in what they think is going to be the most profitable. But the philosophical rationale as to why people support these two branches is the most important thing to look at. If you believe in adoption, if you believe in Austrian economics, not this Keynesian bullshit where essentially allow the government to regulate money, if you believe in principles of liberty, volunteerism, if you don't think like a utilitarian, this left brain mindset that nothing is possible, things have to be done the way that they have been done in the past, you tend to be, from my experience, you tend to lean towards the school of Bitcoin core, the school of censorship, the school of, hey, we have to make lots and lots of money so we can have Lamborghinis and we don't care about scaling Bitcoin to millions and, and billions of people.
So look, ladies and gentlemen, they're my thoughts. I I wanted to take this opportunity to nut out the. Uh, it kind of sounds a bit weird, nut out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, look, I just wanted to go through the underlying philosophies that you find between these two communities, and I find that someone like myself that believes in freedom, believes in liberty, that believes in the golden rule, that believes that if Jesus Christ was alive, would be a voluntarist, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And I think for, for those that haven't really taken the time to understand all the complexities of this issue from a technical side, I can understand it. We only have a certain amount of time on this planet, but... Do some research. This is an important revolutionary piece of technology that is going to sh- change the world. There is nothing more fascinating going on in the world right now than what is going on in the world of Bitcoin, in the world of cryptocurrencies. It is changing the world. We are, for once, uh, for, for the first time ever, seeing a separation between the state and economics. Now, granted, for someone like myself, I'd like to see an abolishment of the state completely, utterly. It is a beautiful thing, putting power in the hands of the individual and potentially i mean if you can defund a government if you can put money in the hands of an individual where the government can no longer seize your your money it's here now stored within seed keys that you have changes changes the game so that's why i'm in favor of bitcoin that's why i'm in favor of bitcoin the casa ladies and gentlemen freaks and geeks peace out keep it real don't drive in text. Let us know what you think of my my rant. And uh, yes, as for the uh, the podcast with George Samuels, I'll keep you posted. I will hit him up soon. He's having some technical problems uh, today. Hopefully that's been sorted out. want to make sure everything is ready. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be having some very fascinating guests. I have plans to interview all of the uh, the key figures in the, in the Liberty Movement. So Adam Kakesh, uh, Jeff Berwick. Uh, if you have any suggestions, be, be sure to throw them at me. I'm going crazy with this thing. And I also want to use this as a platform to promote my music. If you really want to support me, if you believe in crypto savagery about this new revolution, yeah, show your support by buying my music, people. Uh, I have an EP out called Going Thunder. You can check it out. You can buy it exclusively on chrisshule.com. Uh, it's, uh, it's $10. It comes with five tracks. Bonus track in there. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the promo video for it. Peace out. Keep it real. Until next time. Signing out. The Esoteric Noetic. Ow! You know, people in this life always tell you what you can and what you cannot do. You can't let nobody put limitations on yourself. You gotta know that deep down inside... You got the will, you got the power, you got the fire. So if you wanna go, you gotta go like thunder. We've had to feed you hope the most side. Bring home the rain needle in the nation. Have a moment, honor on that weakness. Rise above it, keep working on that game, son. I'm about to school you when I thunder. I'm a ring of cool, you know I got The battle was over before the game was done